I was a high school teacher, actually, because before I became a leader uh, in the church. And, um, you know, I guess leadership has always been, maybe you've had this experience, you know, that leadership is something that maybe the Lord has put into your heart and into your life. And kind of no matter what you've done, uh, leadership has always been, you've either found it or it's been thrust upon you in, in various contexts. My life has kind of been like that. But when I came into leadership in the church, uh, I realized pretty soon that it's completely different. That the, the principles of leadership in the world are terrible. Don't do them. Um, in fact, the world has a lot to learn from how Jesus laid out principles of leadership. Um, you know, the world is learning, actually. The idea of servant leadership and the upside-down kingdom and all of these uh, kingdom principles of leadership, the world is, you know, because there's there's a bankruptcy in it, uh, in, in the world systems and ideas, not completely, but um, for the most part, worldly ideas of leadership will not get you where you need to go in the church. So um, I've been at this for like, well, it's over 20 years now, a couple of decades, and over the over the years, I've learned a thing or two, and uh, what I want to do with you all is to bring you into just some of the sage advice for new leaders. And actually, I'm going to give you one, and you're going to give me seven, <laughs> and then uh, and we'll see how that goes from there. I'll explain as we go. The one thing that I learned right from early on, even I remember, I, you know, when I was born again, you know, age 20 and then coming into being a teacher, you know, leading a classroom or whatever, I knew I had mission in me, mission to, to have young people uh, see the Bible and read the Bible at a level that they could uh, handle and, and, and uh, that they could understand. And I did that. I did Bible studies in the school and everything. It was all centered around the Word of God. And, and this is what I've learned over all those years, right from, you know, being, a, you know, having a different kind of job and interacting with the world, you know, as a teacher and with students, all the way through to entering into the church life and, and leading in the church and, you know, uh, uh, all the way through all of those years. If I can give you one bit of sage advice of what I've learned, it is the Word of God is so important it's, it's our source for everything. It's our guide for everything. So, that, you know, um, I've watched, I think, with dismay over the years as the Word of God more and more is being set aside yes. because it's creating a problem. Our, our, society is, um, our society is trying to, uh, well, it used to be deconstructionism. In other words, tear down whatever's established. You know, that's sort of what you know, this, this sort of rebellious thing has been. Tear down what's been established, but have no idea what to put back up. Uh, now that's actually changed. I've, it's gone from a deconstructionist idea to a reconstructionist idea. We're actually seeing society not only tear down the values uh, that actually come out of the Word of God and have kind of been a, a, a great infrastructure for, you know, for nations, you know, even. Those are all being torn down, just as they have been for the last 50 years or so. Um, but something else is happening, and that is 
Something else is being built back up. A new morality. In other words, it's not so much people saying, yeah, I know what the Bible says, but I don't care. So I'm just going to live the way I want to. That mindset is uh, its stopping. And what's appearing now is, yeah, I know what the Bible says, but I have built something new. And that is moral. And what the Bible says, and who all you people are, you're immoral. In other words, the world has constructed for themselves almost like a scaffold, a higher moral ground, at least in their own minds, where it's the church that's immoral. Maybe you've kind of seen the shift in this as, as they, the world is starting to talk about what they believe, which is the opposite of what the Word of God says, but they're talking about it in a new way. It's not, we just don't care about what you believe, but we believe something better. And I'll tell you, it's oppressive, and it's heading towards, you know, where the church is going to be like it has been in ancient Rome, where uh, the Romans actually believed that the church was immoral. They uh, they they thought that you know they, you know communion you know they, they drink blood and you know they they do all kinds of horrible rituals and things like that. So they won't participate in the games. They won't even come to see gladiators kill each other. There's something wrong with these people. They're not, they're, you know, they won't sacrifice to the emperor. That's, that's treason, you know, like they treated Christians like, as if Christians were bad people. And, you know, that hasn't been for millennia now until I've just seen bits and pieces of it where we're being treated like we're the immoral ones. And even more than ever, for anyone in any kind of leadership, and you know, if you're, if you're, you know, maybe newly leading a, a small group, or you're newly uh, got leadership for you know, in worship or some other area, some deacon level area in the church, or if you're, you know, you have a, a desire, a good desire to maybe one day uh, fulfill a call from God to lead a congregation. Oh, brothers and sisters, the Word of God. So important. Mm. So if I'm going to give you one piece of sage advice, that would be that. Don't depart from this. In fact, yeah, because if I give you that sage bit of advice, you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bits of sage advice that the Holy Spirit will activate out of the Word of God to help you in the difficult situations that you will find yourself in. So... I'm not just giving you a fish. <laughs> teaching you how <laughs> to fish in a sense. Giving you the capacity to have, have the, the wisdom of the kingdom, the mind of Christ. That all comes out of the Word of God. does not come out of ourselves. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Turn to somebody and say that does not come out of ourselves. <laughs> and turn to somebody else and say it comes from the Word of God. Very good. Okay, well, you know what? I promised that this would be a practical and hands-on thing. And so I want to keep that promise. And that's where it comes down to I've given you one thing and you're going to give me seven things. And here's how that's going to go. I'm just going to quickly count. So two, four, six, eight, ten, fourteen. Is there fourteen people here? Perfect. It's excellent. And what's what's going to happen is, first of all, let's... Uh, let's look at the Word of God. I'm going to set this up for you. We're going to look at the Word of God. 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 to 7. Oh, look, there it is, so that you can see it. 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 to 7. And what this is, is this is sage. This is Paul. 
in his latter, latter years, he's awaiting execution, and he is, um, well, awaiting execution for the umpteenth time, right? Like, um, and he's giving advice to Timothy, and you can tell it's near the end. Uh, Jesus did this at the Last Supper. It's like, okay, remember this. You read the book of John, you know, chapters, all these chapters at the Last Supper. It's this huge time where Jesus said, don't forget this. Okay, the Holy Spirit's coming in. And oh, remember to do this. Um, Paul's doing the same thing. In seven verses, we've got seven incredible nuggets of wisdom. Just like little sentences, one after the other. So I saw that and I thought, wow, anyone who's in a, a new position of leadership could really you know, benefit just in these seven verses. So 2 Timothy 2, 1 to 7. And we'll just uh, read a verse each from the back. Giuseppe will start and then Dane, you can kind of continue. We'll go like that till we got seven verses done. So start, Giuseppe. 2 Timothy 2, verse 1. You yep. then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Good. Next. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Okay, verse 3. Shared suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Good, verse 4. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Good, next one. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Excellent, and yeah, over here, yeah. The hard-working farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. Mm, good. Think about what I'm saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. Excellent. Man, when you, when you kind of you kind of stop, you could easily just sort of read that and you're done. Yeah. But every one of those verses is actually like a world of advice. Wow. So uh, what I'd like to do is have you get into groups of two first of all so create groups of two there's 14 of you so you can be in a group of two with someone so find a way to do that and uh, let's just make sure everybody's in a group here's what we're going to do next task is I'm just going to assign a verse to each group so it's kind of like verse 1 verse 2 verse 3 verse 4 Verse 5, you guys got verse 6 and verse 7, okay? And now what you're going to do is you're going to, I know I need to do a little bit of explaining, you're going to take 10 minutes. In those 10 minutes, you will discuss that one verse. And in those 10 minutes, you will, like in other words, you'll kind of expand on it. Just like, you know, this is what we do when we look at the Word of God because there's so much treasure in it. Let the Lord help you to... In fact, I'm going to pray about that before we get going on the actual activity. Let the Lord help you to gain some insight into that verse. Pick one of you to be the preacher. And you're going to be preparing a two-minute sermon on what you discussed. Okay? You've got ten minutes to do that. So I'm going to pray. Father, I want to thank you for your word. And I want to thank you. We believe... That your word is, of course, the written word. And your word is the logos as well, the understood written word. But we also believe that it's the rhema as well, the, the activated, applied word that applies right to our situations. And I want to ask, Lord, you know, it's like I don't want to give a bunch of sage advice. I want you, Holy Spirit. I want to ask that you would give advice to each one here as they discuss their verse and everything. 
And as we share that with others, that you'd be speaking, Lord, because we believe that you do that. You speak through your word and you speak into our uh, everyday situations. So I ask that you'd strengthen them and bless them as they do this uh, preparation. And then we can all be edified after that. In Jesus' name. Amen.